You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Hello and welcome to episode number 121 of the UK Plane Talking UK podcast. Captain Al is putting me off here. That's a good start to the show. So welcome to Farnborough International Air Show 2016. Uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, Matt. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, everyone. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know what else to say, really. Good morning. It's, it's been a, it's a, it's a bit of a sort of, it's a weird day, isn't it? Because obviously yesterday was such a big day for, for all of us here because we had the big APG multi-podcast sort of meet-up over at the Hogsback uh, um, Hotel. And uh, it, was just, it was just such a wonderful day, wasn't it? It's was just a great, great day. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. A great night as well with uh, with our with our new family, really. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we are here. It's uh, what's the time check? It's oh twenty minutes to twelve uh, on uh, well on the Sunday, and uh, the weather's slightly overcast, but we're not. That's not going to put us off. There's going to be some great flying displays at Farnborough this year, and uh, joining us uh, here uh, at the media centre, live round the table, with with we've uh, accommodated an entire table here. Uh, we've got some uh, guest hosts with us. So yeah. introduce yourselves. Hi, this is Brian Coleman from the Airplane Geeks. He forgot for a minute then, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually my speech impediment, and that's what I blame it on all the time. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, regular listeners to the, sh- the, the show will need no introduction for our next guest. Oh, no. Hi, this is your main man, Micah. I think I must be from the Airplane Geeks because, look, it says so on the label. <laughs> yeah, we're all wearing the badges. <laughs> but also, as you all know, from just all of my favorite podcasts, which we'll talk about more uh, later in the show, but uh, marvelous to see you and to meet my brothers, Brian and Al and Carlos and Matt. Hello, Carl. Isn't he lovely? He's, li- he's, he lovely? he's too we nice. Too nice. Oh, no, we're going to steal him. <laughs> I've already confiscated his passport. Have you? Yeah. Excellent. That's good. <laughs> and a very good morning to you all. It's uh, Captain Al here. And as you can probably see and hear for uh, everybody sat around the table, the cumulative beer drinking is starting to have an effect. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Whose idea, whose idea was it to do a show in the morning? I know, <laughs> I know. But we also do have some of the listeners here with us in the media yeah. centre here. If you want to come round this side, guys, and climb over the balcony, if you stand here, there we go. And uh, good morning, good morning, David Harris. Morning, to you. hey, hey. So, David, David, you're one of our listeners. Uh, and, uh, hopefully, you enjoy the show. Brilliant, really good. Great, and David, you're enjoying Farnborough 2016 so far. Um, yes. Good, well done, well done. And Short, you. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Hi guys, it's uh, Short Bakker from the Netherlands, uh, regular listener for a couple of years now. Um, very happy to be here, and um, good luck with the show. Yes. Great, thank I you. Think we're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> We've also got our, our resident, uh, resident photographer, photographer here, yeah. Dan. So good morning, Dan. Good morning, everyone. So Dan, what's the uh, what's the count so far for for, uh, for photos from Farnborough? Have you uh, had a count yet? Uh, I can't tell you just from Farnborough, but I know I'm up to over eleven thousand now from the two air shows. <laughs> uh, and and you've got to edit all those photos and stuff. Um, most of them, yeah, not all of them. And, uh, just, just, just to say for anybody who's uh, not had the opportunity to have a look at uh, some of Dan's photos, uh, they are truly awesome photos that you take. Um, I know that 
not all 11,000 of them are going to be award-winning. Um, but, but I have seen some absolutely phenomenal photos from Dan, so, so well done. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and, and a quick a quick plug for you, Dan, before before we uh, before we start rag up or start up the show. So for your uh, for your photography page on Instagram. Yeah, I'm uh, dh underscore aviation underscore photography on Instagram um, at Dan Air on Twitter, um, and I have a website which is yet to be published, but that's DanielHanningtonPhotography.com. Yeah, we're Check definitely we're definitely looking forward to getting some of the pictures and posting them on the Airplane Geek site as well, and okay, yeah, yeah, from the event last night because yeah, that'll yeah, be great. Wow, 500, 500 photos just from last wow. night's meetup. My word. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, Max might not be appreciative of all 500, no, so we might have to <laughs> yeah, might have to tone that down a bit. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, this is lovely, but uh, we need to start the show as we do. It's a very short show. Um, I know we, we've got we've got a few chosen news stories for this week, haven't we? So, so we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt. Yes, I'm more than ready. And if you're ready, guys, Absolutely. we're ready. Let's go. So the first news story kicking off this week's show, then, is on the Telegraph uh, travel news site. Uh, the headline, Airlines Beware, TripAdvisor Takes to the Skies with User Reviews for Flights. Uh-oh. So those of you guys... It's uh, bad news for one airline. Uh, do, you actually, do, you, do you have TripAdvisor over at Do you use TripAdvisor yeah, in the States? Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. So the TripAdvisor then is uh, now challenging passengers. Excuse the, um, the jets taking <laughs> off behind us. So TripAdvisor is now allowing passengers to post reviews of airlines... A move it claims will demystify what's becoming an increasingly confusing marketplace for travellers. Uh, the new function is part of an overhaul of, uh, of the website service, which has uh, been running just over seven years now. And it's going to give passengers the ability to compare uh, flight prices, pitching it against the likes of Skyscanner, Expedia and Google. TripAdvisor now hopes to steal a march on its rivals by providing travellers with both reviews and prices. Uh, so you can basically go on the app and uh, once, you, once you've had your flight, leave a review like you would do on TripAdvisor for a hotel. And uh, yeah, I think it's, this is going to be interesting to see just how the airlines uh, stack up. Yeah, do you really think that it's going to affect the purchase habit if, I mean, for example, Ryanair doesn't necessarily get the best reviews all the time, but yet when you have a fare for nine euro to go from point A to point B, people still pack the planes full. So who cares if thousands of people say it's going to be a terrible experience? <laughs> um, they're still going to sell seats. So how yeah. helpful is this really? Uh, what about you, Michael? I was actually, I used TripAdvisor when it first came out quite a bit and posted a number of reviews on many hotels. I was one of their higher level people and, uh, and posted reviews on restaurants. And I had two feelings about it. One is that, yeah, if they were really, really good, I wanted to post something because I liked the place, but then I didn't want a lot of people there. So I don't know how it necessarily works. If they were going to do it on airlines, if it was a great airline, would I want to post a good review because I want it filled up or because maybe it's empty? It's why I like it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very valid point, and I can't help but feel that there's, uh, there's going to be the opportunity for some slightly unscrupulous airlines to say, you know, leave a positive uh, review on TripAdvisor, get 10 euros off your next flight. 
that's yeah. just going to put a whole twist on it that you know and it's just going to be one sort of corporate giant versus another corporate giant you know perhaps perhaps uh, they, they might do a trip advisor for for, for pilots you know, you could no, rate no. rate your pilot. <laughs> rate the landing. Yeah, rate the landing. Yeah. That. That's going to end very badly for everyone. It's an interesting one, actually, because uh, sometimes I do some fairly long flights, and we'll uh, certainly during the, the school holidays um, invite some of the, uh, the children to take part in a colouring competition where they, they get to draw what they think the, the pilot looks like. And I get some fairly <laughs> horrific images coming up to the flight deck to judge. But seriously, let's get back to this just for a minute. Because if they're rating airlines, so many people do not understand flying. They don't understand airlines. They get delayed and they're blaming an airline for something that has nothing to do with an airline whatsoever. Or they're rating something that's happening on an airplane or, or, or an experience that has something to do with security and has nothing to do with them. Or a, a flight attendant that may be having a problem or rating a landing. They don't know what kind of crosswind it is. Thank God maybe they got true. down. Very true. So I think that rating airlines on TripAdvisor is generally really a stupid idea because you're not going to get the information that you need, not because people are intentionally doing that, but, but they just don't have the understanding. They think they're driving in a coach, which is a wonderful thing to do, okay, but they think it's as simple as driving in a coach, and Matt took a long time to get his license to do that, but... Captain Al hey. took a long time. <laughs> Captain Al took a longer time to get his certificate to fly. I mean, and then raising the whole thing about you know sort of rating the pilots, as it were. Um, there are many pilots who are perhaps not the world's best communicators when things aren't going well. But when you get on an aeroplane, do you want a comedian flying the aeroplane or do you want a pilot flying the aeroplane? Because sometimes. The people who are not the natural entertainer, the natural communicator, are very, very good pilots. So some of us are fortunate that you know we have the, the gift of the gab and the ability to fly the aeroplane, but many aren't. So is that going to be something that you, you judge your pilot on? How well does he look? You know, are his, his trousers perfectly ironed? Does he, you know, got a snazzy-looking shirt? You know, does he have a, you know, a, a, a trolley bag that doesn't have squeaky wheels? You know, these are all absolutely, you know, nonsense things. So I, I'm very much in sort of Micah's camp that what we're asking people to do is write reviews on a subject that, without being disrespectful to passengers, that they do not know all of the details. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm assuming I'm probably the most frequent flyer of the, the group here. I completely agree with you because yeah. even, even with how much I know and how much flight experience I've had, there's still an awful lot that I don't know. Now, I, 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 wow. I'm just, I'm just going to chip in here, actually. Uh, very excited to say Ow. we've got a couple of extra listeners. We have. Just, just joined us. Now, I was, I've been pra I was practicing this, practicing this last night because I always get it wrong. I know I always get it wrong. And so I was practicing, and, it, and, it, and we are, I'm delighted to say that we've now been joined by Masha. And hang on, hang on, brace yourself. Hurts. Very, very, very good. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yay. I'm very Ooh, impressed. So welcome, Masha. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely to be here. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, Nelson. Yeah. Nelson, hello. Welcome on to the show. Hello. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys at Farnborough. Hey. Very good. We had the lesson. It was the, it was, we had a lesson in it last night, didn't we, on how to uh, 
how to pronounce it. It was basically, uh, we were sat at the bar, weren't we? Uh, myself and, and Micah. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was taking lots of photos and, uh, at, uh, at the APG. We were all involved in a big APG meetup last night. And uh, we were sat there, and it was basically, you say farm, but, so it's like farm, but no, a farm, and then pretend you're cold. Bruh. So that was how we would just describe it. So it was farm, bruh. Okay, it is, it, is a bit, it is a bit breezy here today, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Indeed, yeah. Actually, this is warm for us, but I guess for everywhere, for you guys, this is a bit chilly, I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. Nah, that's why I have the flannel shirt on. <laughs> no, it's, chili is something that we eat, Al and I. Right, okay, fair enough, yeah, absolutely. But uh, going back to the story, you're absolutely right, Brian. I was just being mean and spiteful, but yes, you probably, probably... From the passenger perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. From the person who pays my salary, you are probably the most experienced uh, person around the table to pass comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll read into that what you will, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Anyway, on to the next story, Carlos. So the next story is uh, one specially for Captain Al, and uh, his head is going to explode oh. when I read the headline oh, to the next yeah. story, uh, quite literally. And the headline is, and I can't believe I'm going to say this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Folks. Airbus beats Boeing on orders tally at Farnborough. Air Show 2016. Absolutely. Oh, okay, except if I could interject here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boeing releases orders as they come, as opposed to Airbus that tends to wait for trade shows and do the big announcement. So, how many of those are, are orders that have been on the books already, and they're just announcements here? Wow, that is a, that is a leading question. But going back to the article. <laughs> So going back to the article, end, so yeah, yeah, so then, so yeah. so Farnborough this week. Uh, so obviously the show's been running all week, and Airbus thumped rivals Boeing to end the Farnborough Air Show uh, trade week with uh, 279 orders and commitments worth 35 billion dollars at list prices. Uh, Airbus, which had been behind Boeing initially, uh, leading up to this show, reported uh, firm new deals of 197 aircraft uh, worth $26.8 billion, led by demand for the largest version, uh, version of its uh, single-aisle A320. That was a bit of a Freudian, wasn't it? Uh, I know. <laughs> Boeing, said, uh, Boeing has said it's announced orders and commitments for 182 aircraft. Uh, those e though the these include uh, 42 that were already on the books uh, for buyers, uh, which uh, which were disclosed uh, disclosed early this week. The Airbus tally included a deal for 62 aircraft that had been announced uh, as a preliminary order uh, a year ago as well. Uh, Airbus has ended last year's or ended last year's show in Paris with orders for 421 aircraft worth 57 billion. Uh, against uh, 331 aircraft uh, worth 50.2 billion for Boeing. So, um, so I mean, we, we've had, yes. oh, can I just say, we had the, Air, the Airbus A350 here at the show earlier yeah. this week, and we had the 737 MAX, yes. um, and both of them have gone. Yes, They're well, not here just anymore. Just about to say, um, Boeing's response to this, uh, this piece of news was to uh, run away with their tails between their legs, taking their aeroplanes with them, because there's, uh, there's no 7-3 here, there's no bin liner here. They've I, I, I bin mean, liner? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, they've scuttled away, they've taken the signs down from the chalet, there's no stickers to be found. Yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, the, you know, it's, it's an admission of defeat. 
I don't know, maybe everyone's all hung over from their 100th anniversary celebration. <laughs> and they still do have here, celebrating the 100th anniversary, one of their newest aircraft, the P-8. We have, aren't in military news, but the P-8 is here as well as... But is that not just a 7-3 with a roof rack? <laughs> I'm not talking about racks, this is a family show. But on the other hand, also here, and even I'm going to say yesterday that our good friend Captain Nick said, oh, he'd love to fly that. There's a Boeing Stearman here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll, very diplomatic of we'll, everyone. we'll leave that story now. There, yeah. we, we all know Boeing will sell far more aircraft. <laughs> One more thing um, I just want to, want to mention in terms of Airbus and their orders and all that. With their media relations people like Heidi Carpenter and Justin and Yvonne, they are so civilized and such wonderful folks that I can't imagine they could sell me anything. Uh, well, yeah. the truth <laughs> is, is that they don't have to really work hard because they know that they have the superior product. So oh, they, they could just embrace that, that fact. Oh, we have another aircraft taking off just behind us. It's a little biz jet. Yep. So we have one. We have one more story to, to cover, and then uh, we're we're going to just have a, a quick general chat with everyone here at the show. Uh, so the next story is actually one of our favourite kind of stories. It's a, it's a top ten, and it's uh, it's on the credit.com website. But it's the ten best airliners in the world, really? or airlines in the world, I should say. Actually. Oh, airlines. Airlines. Airline. Unfortunately, Royal Jet. Royal Jet's not on there. Unfortunately. It might have turned um, into a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we we do have a top ten list of uh, of airlines from across the globe, and uh, these have been done by a miles and more uh, kind of. Uh, research program that was uh, um, done. More, isn't that Morrison's? No, that's not Morrison's. <laughs> no. Before we start yet, before you go through it, do you think perhaps we should try, there are five of us here, uh, make a, see which ones came up? I haven't seen the story. Oh, no, we've got, we've got the minute here. We're going to start at number 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if we could predict it. Okay. Who do you think is at number 10? I was I, I couldn't go with ten. I could start with one down. Okay, and maybe go with the one. Top three. Yeah. Okay. I would think number one might be Emirates. Good choice. I would think uh, within there is probably within the top three might also be uh, Qatar, uh, and I would also think that uh, Singapore might be there. Those would be my top three. Yeah, I I definitely think that Singapore is going to be on the top ten list, but I think they are also overrated and living off of their their uh, legacy. No, they they deliver a fine product, but I yeah. think people always vote for them because they've heard from so many other people or they had yeah. an experience 10 years ago and they continue right. to yeah. be there. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that two other airlines that, if they're not on the list, should be are both uh, uh, Cathay and Eva Air. Yeah, ah. Two other Asian carriers that have done a fantastic job over the past few years. Yeah. And, and any uh, comments? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. My top three would be Royal Jet, right. Royal Jet, okay. and <laughs> Royal Jet. Um, <laughs> And then, if I'm not allowed to to uh, to support my my own airline and product, then um, I shall be surprised if Spirit aren't in the top three, uh, United aren't in the top three, and Ryanair aren't in the top three. And of course, we do all know that actually the best airline in the world is the Acme Group. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. David, for you, it's going to be BA. Certainly is, definitely here. <laughs> Masha, what for you about for you for number one? Who do you want to be? Uh, KLM. KLM. KLM, yeah, yeah, okay. So, in at number 10. Hang on. That's my bit. That's Do you mind? Yeah, yeah. And everybody number 10. Save your applause for the end. <laughs> so, at number 10, it's Lufthansa, the German airline. 
can see that. It's, uh, they have an elite status. The Carriers uh, Program awards frequent flyers with seat upgrades and potential check-in fare guarantees. Um, their destinations all across the globe, um, and uh, they have uh, nor- they've just recently launched non-stop flights from San Jose to Frankfurt, uh, which was also named the best transatlantic airline and best airline in the Western Group by Skytrax. So, in at number nine. Qantas is at number nine, Australia's national carrier. Um, the uh, Reportedly, the carrier treats its staff so well, uh, perhaps it's why the uh, customers approve of the airline so much. If the, if, the, if the staff are treated well, they look after the passengers well. Nope, that's absolutely true, and I think part of the problem with United and why they're not on the list. So in at number eight is Eva Air. Yay. That's a Taiwanese uh, airline, and uh, they've uh, they've also got the the Hello Kitty jets. Yep, which I flew on and did a, a trip report on that plane. Oh yeah. wow, wow, wow! Um, they've got uh, they've got a thing called Royal Treatment. It seats in the top tier cabin, which convert into fully lie flat uh, beds with a shoe cabinet and retractable armrest and hanger. Interesting. 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 Quite civilized. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have a Hello Pussy? No. no. Okay. At home. Yeah, my wife's looking after the cat now. <laughs> In at? <laughs> what? <laughs> at uh, number six? Number seven. seven. <laughs> uh, number seven. Sorry. So at number seven, Turkish Airlines. Uh, the, uh, it's, uh, it's been actually Europe's, Europe's best airline for six years running with Skytrax. Uh, flies to more countries than any other airline with 289 destinations worldwide. Um, and yeah, Turkish Airlines have uh, got a mostly Boeing fleet. They are, however, the world's largest operator of A330s. Oh dear. Okay, I know. He's there. <laughs> no, with um, uh, Turkish, a uh, high school friend of mine has spent the past 15 or so years living in Thailand, and his carrier of choice is Turkish Air, and he continues to say very, very nice things about them. So, oh, okay. yeah, I've never flown on them, but. Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, well, number well, should do seven. because they are the world's largest operator of A330s. <laughs> <laughs> they just got an order for so many Boeing aircraft, but anyway. <laughs> oh dear, anyway, number six. Number six, Etihad Airways. Hey, yep. I thought they'd be higher. Um, they have one of the, uh, the world's best first class uh, options. Uh, some of the best catering on board. And they also have some of the best first-class airline seats. So Etihad have plenty to brag about. Uh, The company's first-class lounge and spa at Abu Dhabi's International Airport Terminal 3 features a nail bar, a TV room, a fitness room, and a cigar lounge. That's very open-minded in in these anti-smoking times. I never (laughs) thought it was very easy to get nailed in Abu Dhabi. Well, well, we're just going to have to fly at Abu Dhabi and have our nails done, Micah. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. Anyway, at number five. Number five, it's all Nippon Airways, or ANA, or however you want to say it. Uh, once a helicopter operator, uh, the Japanese airline now flies to around 50 domestic destinations as well as 32 international destinations across North America, Europe, and Asia. Uh, ANA tied with Japan Airlines uh, for offering, offering the most timely service uh, per a separate report from Flight Stats. Uh, the dream destination they have on their list is Tokyo, uh, the, the ancient lands of temples and 
karaoke. Hey. Yeah, that's, a, that's the terrifying thing from last night. I'm having flashbacks there. <laughs> and am I not around thinking that uh, A&A have some of their aircraft liveried in Star Wars? Yes, they yes. do. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, so I agree with them being on the list for their international product, being a six-foot-tall person uh, domestically the seat pitch on ANA is a tad bit tiny for me on their domestic flights but well but if you're six foot tall domestically how tall are you internationally no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you I thought you you would always fly first class O'Brien with your status as you are um, unfortunately the company I work for does not pay for first class and getting that upgrade is elusive sometimes okay. anyway number four Number four, it's Cathay Pacific, Hong Kong-based carrier. Cathay Pacific offers services to 162 air destinations in 42 countries around the world. Uh, amenities included in business class kits offer mouthwash, jurelic uh, <laughs> lip balm, uh, day cream and hand cream, amongst other goodies. I mean, that, that is what I look for in an airline, I've got to be honest. You know, I, I want a decent range of hand cream available to me, obviously, whilst I'm, you know, that, that's high on my list of priorities. Never mind the, the drinks, the, the, the food or anything, forget that. You uh, must stay moisturised. Absolutely, at all times, yeah. Um, speaking of cream, though. Oh. oh, no. Surely the only cream that airlines should be serving yes. is clotted cream on their scones or and Or ice jam. cream. Barely yeah. Good. Yes, all right, no, you can have that, yes. Bailey's Irish cream? Well, yes. that's oh. maybe the, uh, uh, Matt is breathing again now, yeah, aren't you? Right. <laughs> Funny colour there for a minute. Where are we going with this? Okay, so uh, I quite like the fact that we've got a clean rating on on, on our YouTube account. Uh, anyway. Just about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, number three. Number three is Singapore Airlines. Uh, Singapore's flagship carrier takes customer service to a whole other level, allowing passengers to reserve their main course up to 24 hours before their flight. And as a bonus, that course is also prepared by a chef. Um, their new launched, uh, newly launched system uh, lets uh, passengers uh, bid for seat upgrades as well. You know, I have to say I'm so glad that Singapore came in there because whenever I come to the UK, I think of Singapore Airlines. Not because i ever flown them, but because I haven't. As you... Apologies for the helicopter. Joys of live OBs, everyone. As you may recall, me talking about my favourite flight that I never flew. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and also with uh, Singapore, I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but flight attendants uh, used to have a mandatory retirement age of 25. So really? you could get the Singapore girl, and they yeah had had to give up their job at 25 years of age. You could get the Singapore girl. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. No. It was no. in front of Buckingham Palace, and it was before the 25 requirement. <laughs> Stop breathing again. It's all. Good. <laughs> oh, no. So in at uh, number two. Number two. Now, I'm going to have to pronounce this one in 400 different ways because we do it differently every time on the show. <laughs> um, so, at number two, it's either Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. It's Qatar. Okay, Qatar. Qatar okay. Airways. Uh, wait, wait, you're leaving pronunciation of English to an American? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You're our guest. You're our guest. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll all be changed in the edit. <laughs> and that's supposed to be the British pronunciation. <laughs> I've always said Qatar. And so do I. Right. And so do they. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the winner of Best Airline Staff in the Middle East will soon expand to South America thanks to its partnership with the uh, continent's biggest carrier, Latam Airlines Group uh, SA. Um, the young travellers flying on board the uh, Qatar uh, aircraft get the chance to have their very own the youngsters, actually the youngsters, have their own personalised Mr. Potato Head kit uh, <laughs> with lunchbox to keep the children entertained on the flight. I've never gotten one of those. No, so exactly. you have to be a child to get them. Now, now remind me, because um, many, oh, many years ago um, I fly, uh, flew domestically in the United States and I have a feeling it was United that used to provide Happy Meals. Really? There was yeah, a US yeah, 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 yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah. And I remember ordering a Happy Meal flying internally in the United States. No way. Yeah. I'm amazed. So, wow. so do we just finish with number one? No. We've got number one oh, coming up next. Number one is to come. So, <laughs> so, and finally at number one. So at number one on the list of top ten airlines, it is... Yeah, all right, the suspense is killing me. Come United. On. Emirates. Emirates, oh, okay. Yeah. So there we go. The airline deemed the world's best airline takes in-flight entertainment seriously, offering music, movies, real-time news and sports headlines, game, uh, sports games as well, broadcast live, uh, first-class private suites, let passengers convert their seats into fully live flat beds with a personal minibar, uh, and they have, uh, well, quite an extensive network and the largest fleet of Airbus A380s as well. So Emirates is our number one uh, airline. And can I just ask just a quick question? Did anybody at this table get two of the top three and only miss the third by one? I think we all done. That would be our most experienced passenger, won't it? <laughs> no, I don't think I voted for number one. I but, said but of I the top three, it was going to be Emirates, Qatar, and Qatar and Singapore. Wait, how do you say that again? Cutter. <laughs> Qatar. Qatar. Uh, Qatar. The argument I don't know. Uh, so there we go. There we have, we have our top ten list of uh, well, best airlines around the world. For Emir Emirates, for me, is probably in my in my number one list. And, uh, yeah, I think well deserved. If, if Emirates uh, are listening, if there's any chance of having my suitcase back that you lost seven years ago, <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> So there we go. That's uh, the news segment uh, to a yeah. close. Um, but yeah, it's we just have a little bit of uh, housekeeping to do. Obviously, we have a, a Patreon, a new Patreon. To, uh, I'm going to have to bring that up on the okay, list here. We'll do that in a minute. Well, we but no. Uh, so we are obviously here at the Farnborough International Air to uh, Show 2016. So uh, I mean, what are you looking forward to seeing today, Brian? Some of the some of the highlights at the show. Any display aircraft that you're looking forward to seeing? Yeah, really looking forward to seeing the. Uh, FA-18 fly uh, the other day when I was here I was in the the GE uh, pavilion and and missed that and uh, I guess it got rained out on another day so uh, definitely looking forward to seeing that it was truly impressive seeing the um, uh, FA or I was free yeah it's the FA-35 right or no it's F-35 F-35 um, who cares what variant it is um, yeah Definitely looking forward to see, see those put on a, an impressive show. And this might come as a bit of a shock to uh, everyone else, but actually I have something I'm looking forward to seeing uh, in, the, in the air this afternoon as well. Because we were wondering about yesterday, obviously, um, 
uh, here, and it was the A380 that we were that we were watching take off. And I, I literally, we were actually on our way here to the media tent, and I, I, I stopped. I literally aborted my war. I was I've never seen a, a, such a huge <laughs> aircraft. Just basically, it looked like it was pull stalling. Up. But pull up, yeah, absolutely. I've never been so. As I say, the the, the guy that you know, the, the the running joke about not knowing a great. I, I was literally blown away by the by by how it was. Going. I'm really looking forward to seeing that again. Uh, today and uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully do a piece for that for the show uh, in weeks to come. But uh, and, and the A400M that was that was uh, that was pretty impressive as well. Look, and, at, me, look at me knowing my and, numbers. And Matt, I'm so proud. Yeah. Matt, first of all, I'm very impressed. But second of all, one of the th we've talked about your interest in aircraft, and we did a little bit of talking about why you should appreciate things here and yeah. there, and that's going to come up in segments. But yeah. What you finally saw is and could feel, and I could see it in your eyes as you're describing it, is what I've described as the beauty and the grace of this huge, hulking monster of a thing turn into a graceful bird. And now you understand what it's all about, and you can feel it in your heart. So we've got, we've got the housekeeping ready. If you want to play that particular jingle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's easier said. Well, Matt. Here we go, yeah. So, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. We've uh, lucky enough that we've had a little bit of a, uh, an additional donation this week. Yes, so we have had a very generous donation this week via, uh, via the PayPal route this week. So we're going to give a special mention to Neil Braden, uh, who very kindly donated via PayPal this week to the show. Uh, massive, massive thank you to you, Neil Braden, uh, for your kind donation. And also to all our patrons as well, um, who have uh, donated via Patreon as well, via the website, which obviously helps us to do what we're doing today here at Farnborough and also the other air shows and museums, which we'll be uh, visiting uh, later on this year around the UK. So massive thank you to all you guys and girls who donate to Patreon and, and well, via the Patreon and PayPal. So thank you very much. And can I just um, say something as a, as a, an occasional visitor to the, uh, the uh, Plane Talking UK forum? Um, usually it's via um, Skype, so it's an absolute uh, treat to be here in the, in the same balcony. But um, maybe some of the, the listeners uh, out there don't realise just how much kit... That, that you two have, you know, put together very expensive kit to try and bring this sort of podcast to the people. So it is absolutely fantastic that uh, some of the listeners who are in a position to do so, you know, just made a, a little contribution to, to help offset some of the, you know, the massive running costs that you guys have. Because, yeah. you know, you, you don't have, you know, Mickey Mouse equipment. You have very expensive equipment here, and, and that... that is the quality of the podcast, and uh, I know it's appreciated by a lot of people. Yeah, and, and that's why, one of the reasons why we make such a big deal about our, our Patreon donators, because it makes such a, a huge difference to, because we're trying to make it as professional as we can, obviously light-hearted and stuff, but uh, actually on that note, obviously, because we, we, we were saying we had the big uh, APG meetup uh, yesterday, and uh, I don't think uh, people quite realise how much work Neville Bounds did in the background to the APG Meetup. Uh, not only in the three months of planning that was involved in getting uh, uh, all, all from our point of view, the, t the actual getting the live show from from the hotel, which were, was such a brilliant event. I enjoyed that so much. Uh, even as I say, like an outsider watching in, it was just there's such a community that's involved um, in this, of which I feel very privileged to be a part of. It's just been, it's, it was just a, such a magical day yesterday. It really was. On on that subject, um, in in aviation, we often say that. Uh, you never just have a plan A, you always have a sort of backup plan. 
and it was very evident to me that uh, both yourself um, and Neville not only had a plan A, you had a plan B and a plan C because you you know you had Wi-Fi, you had you know the satellite internet, and you had the 4G backup. <laughs> so uh, and that takes you know a lot of planning, a lot of expense, and uh, I know that. Uh, uh, as someone who occasionally uh, gate crashes the, the the APG show, I know that uh, you know Jeff and the team were absolutely blown away as to basically what yourself and Never done in putting it all together, and it worked. It did. It did very much work. Yeah, such a and I say uh, uh, Neville as well. I mean, not only that, but uh, with regard to getting everybody where they needed to be. I mean, he has literally been picking up. I don't know how many people yeah. from various airports running around. Done so many uh, sites. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so many site surveys and things like that. So, uh, as I say, my personal thanks. I think for from Plane Talking UK, APG, from everyone else, a huge thanks to Nev for so much hard work on Absolutely. his part. Really. Yeah. And also, if we're thanking Nev, we also have to thank Mrs. Nev too. Of course. Oh yes, yeah, Mrs. Nev. Mrs. Nev. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, Stuart, whose fault this all was? Yeah, Stuart yeah, Stuart Astley. Yeah, is it entirely his fault that, that, that this? Oh, and, and by the way, thanks for the beer last night, Al. Oh, Very kindly donated a, a big vat of beer yesterday, which was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the other things that listeners don't know: the more successful the show gets, the more expensive it becomes with yeah. the media hosting. Yeah, 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 so absolutely. there's that inc ever increasing bill, and we certainly experience that with with our podcast yeah. as well, and are definitely grateful yeah. to the the contributors to the the airplane geeks so we're going to round the show up then and close the show uh, we've got uh, we're taking up some space here they need the guys need to start kick things off here, here needs, needs <laughs> her table back bless her she's been very patient so we're going to say uh, thanks to everyone who's, t who's uh, come to see us up here the listeners who have come to see us so a big round of applause to all you guys so last words uh, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, show David yeah, good, 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 good. and uh, yeah enjoy the rest of the uh, Farnborough show David I'm sure you will and uh, everyone else, give us a. Well, we haven't got the camera yeah, right now. We can sort of kind of uh, give us a wave. They're all in the mood. There we go. Yeah, there's so many listeners. This I know. Really it's really lovely. Cool. Absolutely. Well done, guys. Excellent. Thank you so very much. And uh, well, we are going to bring episode 121 of the Plain Talking UK podcast to a close. So a massive thanks to to all the guys who have joined us here at the table today, uh, Micah and Brian, and obviously Captain Al. Um, who've, uh, who've joined us on the show and, and obviously again to all our listeners thank you ever so much for joining us here at the show at Farnborough this year we really do appreciate it so from me Carlos it's a, a very uh, happy uh, to be here goodbye and from Matt it's uh, I, I, I'm so pleased yesterday went so well and uh, yeah it's time for it's time for a lie down from all of us I think really yeah <laughs> happy flying everyone Captain Al out let's all get kebabs <laughs> and, and I always close the show with a fly safely. Excellent. Goodbye, everyone. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.